Hi, welcome. You're going to have two welcomes to HFC this uh, episode, but I just wanted to let you know, for those of you who haven't been checking out the episode details, I've been kind of, I felt the like led to post, I guess, music choices, music songs that really just kind of felt on topic, matched what I, I don't know, songs that I really felt spoke to the verse. Um, I, I'm really usually just moved by music. It's definitely kind of my my thing. I'm always about music. So I'm just including, and I have been for the past couple episodes, songs that I really feel like go with the verse. Um, so just check them out if you get a chance. Worship to them, you know, pray with them, pray, not pray with them, pray with them. In the, like in the background, worship and praise, use them as you see a fit. But they're just really powerful songs that I, I tend to just, um, yeah love that I have in my own music library. Anyway, God bless you guys. Um, like I said, you'll have two entrances. On to the episode. Hi, and welcome back to HFC. I know I said we were going to focus on a topic today um, that I had planned, but oddly enough, <laughs> I'm going to share a verse with you that I feel like kind of shares why sometimes you have to kind of get away from being super determined to follow your plans no matter what. So following in that spirit, I just kind of said, you know what, I'm not going to focus on that. I feel like God really wanted me to share this verse instead, so I'm going to do that. <clears throat> this verse is James 4, verses 13 through 17. It says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. I honestly feel like I've covered this before. Um, I don't really remember. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. And I know I talk about it all the time because I just love that verse. Uh, the Specifically the part that says, uh, what is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. I think it's kind of humbling. And that's honestly the point because this is talking about the importance of being humble. It's humbling to realize that in comparison to all of eternity, in comparison to the time that God has been head over, I don't know how to say the phrase, but kind of like watching over earth. We are literally like a little blink, like bloop, and we're gone. So how crazy it is. So, so how crazy is it to assume that we have any idea what's going to happen tomorrow, uh, a week from now, even just knowing what's going to happen in 30 minutes. So, <clears throat> The point is, we shouldn't claim to know what we're doing. Uh, doing that is boasting and arrogance. However, there are things we can boast in. We can boast in God's promises. We can boast in the things that he has said that will come. And we can boast in what God has done to us. That's not arrogance, because arrogance specifically refers to kind of narcissism. Believing that we are in control. Or believing that we have an idea of what's going, going on, and, and we don't. So, boasting in God and boasting in what he's done for us and what he's going to do for us and what he may or may not have revealed to us, that isn't bad. 
It's specifically boasting in ourselves that is the sin. This, however, doesn't mean that you should um, be boasting about it to get any kind of attention, because in that case, you're no longer boasting about God. You're doing it in a roundabout way to cause yourself to get attention. And if you should be like, well, the Lord told me that I'm going to become this or that. It should just be kind of humbling, shared, not for the purpose of bringing glory to yourself, but the purpose of bringing glory to God. For example, if God were to tell you to share something, sometimes you feel allowed to share something. God told me this, not because, oh, I want you to know that God has this big promise for me, but because you want someone to know that so you can testify that you knew because God had revealed it to you prior to it actually happening. Another verse kind of agrees with this verse, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that verse is Proverbs 16, verse 5. It says, everyone who is arrogant is an abomination to the Lord. The reason being, pride has no place in a Christian. Pride has no place in the church, because specifically, one of the things that Jesus was famous for saying multiple times was that we're supposed to come with a heart of a servant. And I can't be a servant if I'm so stuck up on, what about me? Where is my blessing? Where is my time to shine? Where is my role? What am I going to do? Oh, I don't want to do opening the doors. Oh, I don't want to um, clean up. I don't want to pass out the juices. I want to be the one preaching. I want to be the one sharing the word. Oh, why did they get to show? And, and pride just opens the door to so many different things. It opens the door to envy, greed, um, jealousy. And it's just like this kind of like, what do they call that? They're kind of like how they call them gateway drugs and whatnot. Pride is kind of like a gateway sin. You let it in and other things begin to, to take place, like self-righteousness, all those things. And so, really, and I feel like this in itself is kind of, kind of, really hitting hard, that, that hits hard for our society nowadays, because we always like to plan things. I know people who have a planner. They plan out weeks, months, uh, years. Oh, let next year, let's do this or that. And and it can get difficult to not get into the mindset of, oh, I want to have my my time set up so that I can, I can do this because I want to make sure that my time isn't wasted, that kind of thing. But I think there's also something, not just humbling about this verse, but kind of like relieving to have this idea that it's not on us. Who are we? We're but a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. All these things that are happening to us or all these things that we should be speaking into our lives should be tagged with, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. And in a way that's that's relieving because as we talked about last week, uh, for those of us that were here, God works out all things for the good of us. And we mentioned again last week that if it's not good, then it's not done yet. Um. Yeah. So, one of the I just kind of collected a couple of verses. Um. So one of the questions I had while reading this is okay. Well. I kind of like to know what's going to happen in my life. I like to have an idea of what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen next week. So that's why I usually say like, oh, I'm going to do this tomorrow or tomorrow I'm going to do that. And so 
what do I do if I want to know what's going to happen? What do I do to have kind of some idea of what's going to be in my life? Like, I don't want to just walk around blindly. Well, there's another verse that answers this. And that verse is Psalm 119, 105. And it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So as most things tend to do in the Bible, yet another thing is kind of saying, find your supplication in the word. Find your light in the word. Find your insight in the word, your wisdom in the word. I mean, there's so many things that at this point, like if we made a list of the things that we could get from the word, that list would be like, at least right now for me personally, like a page long. There's so many things we get from the word. The importance for reading your word is great. Like there's so many things that we get from it. If you're not reading your word, you're not only, according to this word, according to this verse, I mean, walking blindly, but you're missing out on so many other things, which is like having the capability of fighting against the things that attack you spiritually, um, or even just knowing the promises of God so that you can claim them and and speak them into your life. Another verse that I kind of really liked was, but let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord, for it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one the Lord commends. And this was 2 Corinthians 10, 17 through 18. Because one of the another one of the questions that kind of popped up while I was reading the verse was, okay, well, how do I say things if I'm not going to say, oh, well, I did this? And, and the point of that would be like, instead of boasting about, oh, yeah, yesterday I completed this, or yesterday I helped out, yesterday we did... Um, a donation drive or something like that. Uh, just making it more focused on God, realizing that there was another verse that I should have grabbed that I saw, but I didn't write it down. But it talks about, um, I think it was talking about a seed. It says, um, it is neither the gardener who plants the seed or the harvester who reaps it the, um, that is the cause of the, the harvest or something like that. And then they said, it is the Lord. And if you know the verse, I, I swear, I just, I read it through so many verses and I'm like, ooh, I should write it down, but then I don't. And then afterwards I'm like, I should have written it down because it would have been perfect to share it. But, so I found the verse and I just wanted to read it really quick. This is obviously, um, I found it after I was editing it. It comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7. It says, so neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. And realistically, I mean, isn't that the truth? I could, and I think I already said this in the episode, but uh, I'm, like I said, I'm recording this after. I could plant a million seeds, but if the Lord didn't will it or want it to grow, then it would never grow. The arrogance I would have to assume that just because I planted a million seeds, I'd even have a thousand, would be so great to believe that I, in my own doing, could cause anything like that to happen. Any knowledge I have, any wisdom I have is because it comes from God. Any intelligence I have is because it was given to me by God. Even from the very beginning, the very things that we consider ourselves to consider to be ourselves, it were things that he knitted in, into us in our mother's womb. So from the very beginning, even the things that we believe, oh, that's just me, were from God. Anyway, that's kind of the end of what I wanted to add. And just realizing that, um, that all the things that we are doing is because we have the favor of God. Um, 
like, there was kind of a moment in my life where I had this realization of, I used to think like, oh, my life is so horrible. Oh, my life is so, so, so boring, or there's nothing good that happens in my life. And then as I started finding myself more in church and whatnot, I started realizing like all the things that I, I was blessed with, um, blessed with intelligence. I never struggled in school, um, blessed with a family who had money. And I don't mean money like we're rich, but I mean like money, like we never struggled to have food or anything on the table. It was never like, oh, are we going to eat today? And that in itself is a blessing. I was blessed with, I mean, my health wasn't super amazing, but I wasn't dying. I wasn't struggling. I wasn't in the hospital. I didn't have to fight to see another day. I was blessed to live in a, in a country that's not constantly warring. And it's just, you start to realize that there are so many things we take for granted because we assume that, oh, we kind of just get them. That's all on me. I got the scholarship. I did the hard work. I, you know, did this. I completed that. But then again, this verse says, don't boast in yourself. Realize that these things are not because of you, but instead they are because of God. You're having the favor of God. And not to say that some things um, that you don't have the favor of God or something like that, or something that you're not good enough Christian. Cause there's also the, the negative side of that where people are like, Oh, well, if you had prayed harder, if you had done this, if you had done that instead that you wouldn't have faced that with, the truth of the matter is there are some things we face, not because um, not because God we don't have God's favor, but because it's a test. It's a way to grow our faith. Maybe God's building up for something greater. And if you want a good example of this, think of Jesus. Jesus faced a lot of trials and tribulations. He was literally beaten later on when he was walking the cross to where he would eventually die. But he also went through the 40 days and 40 nights of fasting. And in this way, we can think just like Jesus, where he faced things that he didn't necessarily deserve. It didn't mean that he didn't have God's favor and meant that God was putting him through a a point in his life to grow from. That doesn't mean a lack of favor. It just means it's a growth moment. Again, that it goes back to last week as well, that if it's not if it's not good, then it's not done. That God is working all things in your favor. And something I read was like, <clears throat> it was a it was a verse. Someone was kind of contradicting, and this thing might be all over the place, but this episode may be all over the place. But it was talking about the um, the verse that we have kind of on on this podcast, which is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, that God is. Uh, hope in a future for us. And they were saying, well, like nowhere in the Bible does it say that God has promised you wealth and not calamity. And they were like, well, they were specifically talking about these people who are coming out of this situation. And so the hope in the future isn't, isn't meant for you. But there are so many other verses that again, imply that God is not implied, but have literally say that God has a, all the good worked out for us. Quite literally the one we read last week, which is, um, that God will work all things for good for those who honor him. I really wish I knew that one. I'm not good at memorizing verses, but I'm kind of trying. Oh, it's Romans 8, 28. 
And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And so, yes, that may not have been specifically directed towards us, but he says it in so many other things. We understand that God has a covenant with us and that he does all things for our good. Does that mean we're going to be rich? Does it mean we're going to have wealth? I believe we'll have wealth and we will be rich. Rich in money and rich in jewels. Maybe, maybe not, but we will have all the things that we need. Sometimes all that is, is God's peace. Sometimes that means we have food. Sometimes it means we have water. Sometimes we are stripped of things in order to build our relationship with God. Um, that kind of goes with um, the verse we did two weeks ago, which mentioned that God is like is the whisper. He's not the earthquake. He's not the fire. He's the wind. He's the whisper. And so sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we're stripped of so many things not so we can suffer, but so that we can hear God. Because maybe those things were too loud in our life that we were struggling to hear God, and He wants to make sure that you're not going to be lost and that you're going to find your way back to Him so that you can hear Him and be guided back into His presence. <clears throat> anyway, uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about for this one. <sighs> um... I think it was just kind of the fact that, like it says, we should never say today and tomorrow, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, because we have no say in that. We have no idea what we'll do. That is not within our power to decide what we can and cannot do. If God wants us to go to work tomorrow, then we're going to work. If not, I mean, you can want it with all of your being, but you'll have a flat tire, you'll have a broken alarm clock, you'll feel sick when you wake up, throwing up, vomiting, like... I don't know about you, but I'm never going to test that. But in a lot of cases, I think when we say we're going to do that tomorrow and it just ends up being in the will of God and we kind of got lucky because we were saying that it, and it just happened to be the will of God. But in a lot of times you might get frustrated um, because you believe, well, I was supposed to get this in today. And well, that wasn't in the will of God. And I, I don't know about you, but if you can kind of get your mindset around that, you can realize that it life becomes a little less frustrating when you realize that the only things that are going to happen are, are going to be the, the only things that you're going to do are going to be the things that God wants you to do. Anyway, um, with that, we're going to go ahead and end this episode. Um, I kind of just like this one. It's It's always been kind of, I feel like, you know, when I first read it, I found it to be controlling, like, wow, okay, I guess I can never decide what I'm going to do. But then after I read it, and and I had more experience with God and realizing that, again, like we read last week, I hate <laughs> referencing old podcasts, but it's like, he is, our good is the focus of what he wants, that he wants the best for us, that he is a God of peace that this isn't a, these aren't chains that he's putting on us. It's more of like a welcoming, peaceful presence. We aren't surrounded by um, restrictions. We're protected from mayhem. Anyway, with all as with all episodes, let's go ahead and end this episode with a prayer. 
Dear God, thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for waking us up this morning and letting us do simple things like listen to a podcast as we do whatever we're doing, wherever we're doing it. Some of us may find ourselves in different situations, but I thank you for having us be alive, giving us your breath once more, letting us find ourselves in your presence and praying and just talking to you. I pray that you work on us and continue to help us stay humble. And I know that's scary saying that, but I pray that you give us the strength to get through whatever tests that you have for us and to always push through our pride and our stubbornness to humble ourselves and come before you and ask for forgiveness, mercy, favor, whatever it might be. The strength and the wisdom to make time for you to find ourselves in your presence, to receive our daily anointing, uh, to find ourselves in our word. Like it said earlier in this verse, Lord, your word is a lamp to our feet, the light to our path. Give us a hunger for your word and a hunger for worship and just a desire to know more, to know you more and help us deepen our relationship with you to build our faith in you, to realize more and more what you are and who you are. Thank you for everything that you've done. We ask that you continue to lead us from temptation and guide us as we make our way through life. Let everything we do be in your will. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hi, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of HFC. I really did try to go back and answer any questions or fill in any verses that I didn't fully know or I really felt were important to include. I just pray that you guys receive something and I really got across what I wanted to get across, which is find peace knowing that God is in control, essentially. Have a God-blessed week. Thank you for tuning in.